Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, here we are back. Uh, your dynamic, what are we, uh, quin- quintet? No, there's four of us. We got a quintet with Jonathan. Uh, we're your auto team. And uh, we're here to help you with buy a car, lease a car, maintain a car. We'll give you some good advice. Uh, a good percentage of you are regulars. We've got a, a good following all over the United States. Uh, for you new folks, uh, this is something that you won't see anywhere else. Uh, it's a live, I say radio, it's live Facebook, it's live YouTube, it's live Twitter. We're streaming all over the world. and. Uh, We've got a pretty good sized audience, but I know of no other um, venue that will openly and directly, by name, uh, criticize uh, bad behavior by car dealers. And uh, if you've ever seen the Gallup poll on honesty and ethics and professions, uh, you should take a look at it. You just Google Gallup poll, honesty and ethics and professions, which has been going on since 1977. Uh, coming up on 50 years, you, uh, you'll find out that the car dealers rank either dead last or next to last. Uh, they just don't, uh, they're not held in very high esteem by the people that have to deal with them. Hence, this show was born about 17 years ago. Just Nancy Stewart and myself were, got together for a half an hour on a little radio station called Seaview Radio. And then we got fired after about six or seven years because the car dealers ganged up and boycotted the radio station. Said, you get rid of Earl and Nancy, or else we're not going to advertise on your radio station. So uh, we were in a major depression for about a year until we found another radio station, and here we are. And we're back in business. Uh, I salute this radio station. Uh, True oldies for what they do. Uh, it, they're, they're journalists. They're, they're journalists in the finest uh, word of the, of the definition of the word because they're not afraid of uh, being... Um, boycotted. They want the truth to be out on the airwaves, and that's what you're going to get today. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And we'd love to hear from you. That's the main issue. Uh, we sometimes don't get enough calls, especially from our female callers, and I'm going to let Nancy address that in a minute, but you can reach us a lot of ways. 877-960-9960. I ask you to write that number down, unless you're driving, of course. Uh, write the number down because you might have a question later. And we're on for two hours. I mean, you, you might have nothing on your mind now, but who knows, uh, an hour from now, you might have something on your mind. You'll hear something, and you'll want to comment. So write it down, 877-960-9960, or you can text us, 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And um, I mentioned Nancy Stewart. I got to mention Rick Kearney. 
and I, he's alluded to in the introduction, my recorded introduction. But uh, today, because people are visiting car dealerships uh, more often, in fact, they always visit car dealerships more often to maintain and repair their cars, you only buy or lease a car every four or five years. You get your car serviced probably twice a year. And so you're exposed to car dealerships and independent garages, and you have to be on your guard. I mean, they have a lot of deceptive and unfair practices in the service departments. But even maybe equally important is you don't want to go into the service department today as much as you used to. You might be in a COVID, intense COVID area. Florida happens to be one of those. And you just don't feel like hanging around a customer lounge or standing in line somewhere with people without masks or uh, whatever the situation may be. You might have something you can fix yourself or you might have something that you can postpone. So Rick Kearney can diagnose your symptoms. You can describe it to him, call the number, Say, Rick, I got a squeak here. I got a noise that sounds like this. Uh, uh, my car won't start right. My God, yeah. you know, all the symptoms. I got a red light. I got a green light. I got a yellow light. All those trouble lights that come on your dashboard. What does it mean? Do I have to bring it into a dealership? You might be pleasantly surprised that you can delay it or maybe fix it yourself in a simple manner. So 877-960-9960. Call Rick Kearney and... Uh, Stu Stewart, my son, is our spy master general for our mystery shopping report. And you can go to earlandcars.com and you can see a list of all the places we mystery shop. Uh, website on mystery shopping reports. We have a list of recommended dealers and do not buy from this dealer list. And we also have the actual mystery shopping report. And you can go back and just about any dealer in South Florida, you'll find the name there and you'll see what happened when we walked into the dealership one of our mystery shoppers pretended to buy or lease a car or sometimes service the car not often enough we should do more service reports and read what really happened we named names we named the salespeople, the sales managers the dealership if the dealer broke Florida law we say they broke the law and I always say that because it's dangerous to tell on live radio that a company is uh, doing something illegal if they're not because you can get sued and I could get sued personally and a radio station could get sued but you know something in all these years nobody sued us and the truth is a perfect defense against libel and slander as long as we tell you the truth we're home free so with that said uh, let me introduce Nancy Stewart and uh, as I say she's our female advocate and she's my partner and co-founder of this show. Nancy? Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars. We so appreciate your company. We appreciate your texts, your phone calls. And speaking of phone calls, ladies, please give us a call this morning. I have $50 for the first two new lady callers. I'd like for you to share your car purchasing or, or serving, servicing experience, and uh, I'd love you to be willing to share it with us and so many ladies that are listening and their experience. So give us a call, 877-960-9960, or you can text us if you'd like to chat at 877 877- Excuse me, seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Back okay. to the recovering car dealer. And uh, and Nancy really wants uh, 
some calls. We didn't have any female callers last week or the week before. Right. That's never happened before. Just about the time we were bragging about having parity, about 50-50, something happened to you ladies out there. So uh, heads up, ladies. Uh, if you haven't called the show before, here's a quick 50 bucks. Uh, cash, uh, we sent you a check, no strings attached. All you have to do is call the show. If you haven't called the show before and you're female, and if you have called the show before, just because we're not going to give you 50 bucks doesn't mean we wouldn't love to hear from you. And uh, you, you, you have valuable input. Let's face it, women and men have somewhat of a different experience when they go into a retail establishment. I Absolutely. Mean, it shouldn't be that way, but it is that way, and we want your perspective. So please uh, call the show. Yes, definitely. I want to introduce uh, Stu Stewart. Uh, Stu is our cyber, uh, you know, he's, he's our undercover uh, director. He takes our agents, Agent Thunder and Agent Lightning, and he directs them as to where the mystery shops are going to take place. And uh, I will, I'm going to introduce him. I'm going to ask him to talk about TrueCar a little bit because we haven't talked a lot about TrueCar, but recently, since they've changed the way that they assign a price to a dealer. I'll let Stu, you explain it. Why did we stop using TrueCar as a measure and then we started up again? Well, as a quick recap, a little history there. When TrueCar came out, they uh, there's there's always been a lot of these uh, car buying services um, where you, get a, you, you submit a, a request and it goes into a, to a dealership as a lead. TrueCar changed that model by actually giving you a, an out-the-door price right on their website. And to list your prices, you obviously you had to show your best hand if you were a car dealer. And uh, the moment it was launched, it got a huge amount of pushback from car dealers. They hated it. Um, we liked it because we uh, that's kind of our thing, transparency. But um, they uh, were totally disrupting the industry with the, their model. Um, what happened was a lot of car dealers uh, began to drop out of their program and they started to lose money. And uh, they re uh, I guess they reorganized, they changed their model and it became increasingly difficult for a consumer to go to their website and just easily get a price. Um, it started just to show market averages and to get into the actual business of buying a car, uh, you would have to talk to the dealer. And, and, and that was kind of the beauty of TrueCar was that you're able to get your out the door price without ever speaking to the dealer. So you can avoid pressure, you can avoid all the games that, that people want to avoid. Um, recently, I've noticed that it's become a little bit easier to get a price from TrueCar. You still have to interact with the dealer, but everyone that I've tried in the last couple of months, um, you, when you go and you configure your car online and you, and, and you hit submit, you immediately get an email from a, a participating dealer with a detailed out-the-door price um, in, your, in your email inbox. So Yeah, it's the, it's the only source, and Costco is really our preferred source, yeah. but with Costco you have to go into the dealership. TrueCar is the only source that you can do entirely online, yes. and you do have to give your email information, but that can be an email that you get only for this purpose. You don't have to use your regular email address, just an email that allows them to contact you, because otherwise they're not going to be able to send you the price. Right. And you can give them any name you want, and you don't have to give them your real phone number, do you? Uh, no, you don't. Um, you can make one up. Yeah, um, I've been using the same anonymous account um, for years, yeah. and they don't limit you on how many leads. Sometimes I was wondering if anybody was paying attention why this one guy is asking for uh, yeah. leads on every make known to mankind <laughs> uh, for prices on these. So, so let's reinstate TrueCar. Uh, yeah, and, I would. Uh, you should TrueCar.com, www.TrueCar.com. 
any car you're buying anywhere, if you want a bar to measure the price you've been getting, and this is an out-the-door bar, TrueCar will give you the price including hidden fees that you would otherwise not know about until it's too late, and dealer-installed accessories that you would otherwise not know about until you've driven the car home, maybe. I mean, it's really sneaky the way the car goes do it. If you want an out-the-door price, you can go to TrueCar, get it online. It might not be the lowest price, but it's not going to be a really bad price. Uh, and in our experience, it's, with been, it's been a few hundred dollars within a good price. Yeah, I mean, t typically the true car prices are better, and it's not dramatically so, but yeah. they, are, they are definitely the best prices that we're seeing. Um, another interesting thing about true car is um, they actually power a lot of other buying services out there, but it's not branded as true car. Yeah. True car started off as Zag, Z-A-G. Good point. And um, so they're partnered with American Express, Consumer Reports. Yeah, um, Consumer Reports. That's our Bible. Yeah. And if Consumer Reports trust TrueCar, yeah. you got to believe in TrueCar. AARP, if you go to a, the AARP car go. buying service, it goes through TrueCar. Uh, USAA is um, the, the military insurance program, um, is, has been partners with them since the beginning, uh, but that's ending this year. And TrueCar is kind of scrambling to figure out a way to get that uh, the military yeah. um, uh, market yeah. out there. But Do we have a caller? Uh, great information, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, and the uh, show's going to be fantastic. So sit tight. You're going to accumulate a lot of information. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And we already have a call from Jupiter, and that is Paul. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I have a question for you about the Costco program. Okay. The uh, previous previous uh, broadcast, I've heard Earl say that with the Costco program, the dealer can't add anything extra to such as a dealer fee. I just uh, am, am tinkering with Schumacher on a, a pickup truck, and the dealer fee was still added. Costco gave just a thousand dollars against the m manufacturer's resale price, and then. Uh, the dealer fee, I asked them, I said, can the dealer add anything to the equation? And they said they didn't know anything about that. They just had to uh, give you the $1,000. That's all they could give you. Okay, did you get, was that told to you by the Schumacher that, uh, or told to you by Costco that they couldn't do anything about that? My wife brought home a, uh, a brochure from Costco. I actually have it right here. Yeah. It says, save on your next vehicle purchase. Uh, and it has it was specifically a GMC vehicle that I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, we called the number, and Costco, you know, answered the phone and said that they would pay, you know, take a thousand dollars off, and that would be it. Well, okay, still has a point. Go yeah, ahead. the Costco program does not say that um, they they can't charge dealer fees. And every every shop that we have on the Costco buying sheet, it it'll list the, the prices. What they say is that you don't have to pay for the um, dealer added equipment. Um, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure that Costco allows them to add a dealer fee. Okay, uh, again, I apologize for Stu and I uh, having a question on that. My thought was that they, the list of prices that the dealer is required to have and show the uh, Costco member uh, separately lists dealer install accessories and dealer fees. Uh, I, I thought that was true. Stu doesn't 
Oh yeah, I'm sending you a picture of a Costco sheet um, from yeah. uh, from Delray Toyota. The, the, here's this is what we used to rail about was that you don't get to see the Costco buying sheet until you get to the dealership. They won't email it to yeah. you. You yeah. have to actually. So so Paul, the answer is, uh, it, it's almost it, this is uh, semantics almost. They allow the dealer to show the quote unquote Costco price, and then on the top of the sheet they will say dealer fees a thousand dollars dealer install express fees uh, $750. Then you have to mentally take that $1,750 and add it to the Costco price. But they're required to show you that sheet. And in practice, what happens is you don't see the sheet. You have to ask for it and sometimes insist on it. Now, we mystery shopped Schumacher oh, a couple years ago, and we found out that they were not listing all of their hidden fees on the Costco sheet. Yeah. We, we reported them to Costco, and Costco uh, purportedly required them to change that. And uh, uh, But the reason I prefer the true car now is because it's so much simpler. It's easy to manipulate, but if, if, if they did not, at Schumacher, show you the Costco price sheet, and at the top of the sheet, the extra fee and the dealer installed accessories, that they're violating Costco policy, you call Costco, report them, and Costco was supposed to uh, call Schumacher and say, look, adjust the price for Paul or else we will cancel you as a uh, Costco dealer. Yeah, they, Costco will come back around and ask to see the, all the deal paperwork yes. if there's a complaint, yeah. and they'll review, review it to make sure they did it, do it right, but it requires the consumer to call. Yeah. On the dealer installed items, it just says the vehicle you select may have an addendum sticker with items such as pinstriping and things like that, and then it says in bold, Costco members receive these items at no cost. Um, but there's no mention of uh, the, the dealer fee, and, and it is the dealer fees are listed on the Costco buying sheet. And Paul, if you want to, yeah. Well, this vehicle is having to this vehicle is having to be gotten gotten from another dealer, so I didn't even get to see the sticker. But he he did show me the invoice, uh, what appeared to be an invoice on the computer, and a couple other things. He sh I have my uh, my purchase agreement right here, and he's showing electronic. Uh, Registration fee three seventy nine, uh, and then battery fee, which is incidental. Tag fee was only twenty three dollars, but of course the nine ninety five dealer prep fee, which is the dealer fee. Did you see the dealer uh, the Costco price sheet? Did he? Did you ask for it, and did he show it to you, Schumacher? No. The problem with this is the vehicle is at another dealer. They're actually out of these particular trucks, and uh, I can't. I'm, he's trying to get it transferred from yeah. another dealer because it's closer to home to deal with Schumacher. Yeah. They so, can still uh, show you the Costco we, sheet. That cost, Costco sheet is irrespective of whether they have to trade it in or if it's car in stock. Yeah, they they will have okay. that particular truck, and they will have how much over invoice mm -hmm. they're going to charge you. And so uh, it's just a matter of taking the price over invoice and adding the, on the sheet, if they're required by Costco, to have their dealer fee and their dealer installed accessories, which you will have to mentally add to the Costco price. They must show you the sheet. So before you buy that truck, uh, look at the sheet, and you will have the invoice amount on the, on the amount okay. of the truck, and then how much over that they're charging you. Okay. And, I'll do it. And feel free to call me uh, about that. I know Chuck Schumacher. I've known him for many years. I knew his father. Uh, he's, he's an honest guy. If you've got somebody there uh, 
Schumacher GMC truck that's trying to flim flam you, you call me, I'll call Schumacher, and we'll get it straightened out. But you shouldn't have to go through that. And we, you need to report this to Costco if they're flim flamming. They'll cancel Schumacher, and he doesn't want that. He wants to be a Costco certified dealer. Very good. Well, thank you. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate the call. Yeah, great call. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, 877-960-9960, or you can get us a text us at uh, 772-497-6530. And I'm going to take a moment to mention uh, this exciting enhancement to Erlon cars, and uh, that is a, um, well, we're, we want the all of you to join us in saving all of these people that are being taken advantage of and it's called earl's vigilantes and uh do you consider yourself an expert tired of car dealer dishonesty we could use you we could use your help so go to earlsvigilantes.com and join us back okay. to the recovering car dealer well let's go back to Stu. i uh what do we got over there while you text him? Oh, we got some text, but I did want to uh, jump on uh, the, what Nancy was saying on Earl's Vigilantes. Um, right now, we're standing at about seven vigilantes across the country. We have three in Florida. We have uh, New Jersey. We have uh, well, I lost, I lost my, oh, Maryland, et cetera. Please just go to uh, earlsvigilantes.com, and there's a form that says volunteer now. Just click, click it on, get you, get you posted, and you can start helping the consumers in your area. Um, we got some texts that came in. The first one, he always gets in early, which makes me wonder how when he goes to bed at night, but he's out in California. It's Brian. He hmm. says, uh, a few weeks ago, Earl suggested I join Earl's Vigilantes. Um, I will absolutely do that soon. I work at a popular grocery store chain, and even during COVID, both Thanksgiving and Christmas will still be chaotic for us. So once things settle down after Christmas, I will have more spare time and definitely join the group. Thanks, Brian. Uh, with the help of your show, I successfully leased a car at a great price last year and also bought my dream car at a, um, a 2018, uh, 2018 Mustang GT, all within a few months of each other. I've become the guy at work to help coworkers with car dealers, and I've helped a couple of them so far. Every day I drive that dream car, and this show always crosses my mind because you guys saved me about $160 a month Ooh. just by following wow. important de details covered every week in this show. Hmm. Even though I don't send a text every week, please know I never miss an episode. I love you guys. You helped change my life. And that's from Brian. Wow. Wow. $150 a month. That's, uh, uh, I, I think if you uh, extrapolated that, you'd be looking at several thousand dollars in profit to the dealer. Uh, yeah. we, we see this a lot when people are taken advantage of. It's usually by a lease. And we've seen uh, $10,000 profits uh, from people that we're taking advantage of, usually uh, I call them victims, people that, elderly people, uh, young people that are not, you know, savvy about negotiation and, and people that are maybe not fluent in the English language, uh, people that are easy marks, they walk in and they'll pay a $10,000 profit to the dealer and... Uh, they might not even know they're leasing. Not even know they're leasing. And, me, and right behind them, who comes in the door but the slick attorney, uh, sharp as attack, uh, bought a lot of cars, he's bought them cheap, he's uh, aggressive, he's not afraid of car salespeople, he'll buy the same car for near the dealer's yeah. true cost. Oh yeah. And so you got you got the little old lady, pardon the expression, and you got the slick lawyer, pardon the expression, paying $10,000 for the exact same vehicle, more or less. 
and you yeah, know it's what? just not right you know what and sometimes that lawyer doesn't even have to negotiate that hard once the salesperson ad- identifies the type of buyer he'll oh, go yeah. back and tell uh, we got yeah. a lawyer here or yeah. we have an accountant yeah. in the sales business and in, in the car business an accountant walks in they just go forget about it let's not even uh yeah. do the back and forth and they get a better deal yeah. or he's an engineer he's 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 he pays attention to the detail let's 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 just get to the bottom line and get them out of the door mm. when they see the old lady or they see the person who struggles learning english or something like that they like they, that's when they begin to salivate yeah. <laughs> okay okay um back to uh, earl's uh, vigilantes uh you know we sure could use your help absolutely use your help and uh, this is an exciting program and you'd not only be um helping us but you'd be helping consumers in your own community so go to earlsvigilantes.com and sign up we are going to go to dennis who is in lake worth good morning dennis good morning i have a a little question this morning i have my first car i've ever had with a recall and it's a uh, one of the toyota Camrays that you guys were talking about last week with the fuel pump problem so mm-hmm. i just wonder where where it proceeds now that i know i have a problem uh you know like i say i've had lots of new cars but this is the first one that's ever been under one of the recalls well you're lucky um uh, rick why don't you describe the the fuel pump recall you can tell them uh about how long it'll take and uh and uh, the availability of the fuel pumps themselves, and so on and so forth. What procedure should uh, Dennis follow? Uh, Dennis, you say you have a Camry? Yeah, I bought it from you guys last year, and after the show last week, I went and pushed in my, you know, checked my VIN number, and it said it was under the recall. Right, Camrys, it's it's not active right now on Camrys. Um, Other models are active, but Camrys will be coming on active shortly. And what, what is, happen? What is, what is active? What mean? is on active? <laughs> what that means is that uh, the parts for the Camrys are not available right now. Oh, okay. we, right. we can't do the campaign on the Camrys right now. Okay. Uh, they will give us a release date soon. They'll tell us. All of a sudden, they'll come up and they'll say, "Okay, it's now active." And everybody with Camrys, call them up, set up appointments. We'll bring your car in. And it'll take a couple hours, maybe three to four hours total time. Uh, Worst case scenario, what can happen to Dennis's new Camry that he paid so much money for because it's got a faulty fuel pump and we can't replace it because we don't have one and Toyota isn't able to supply us one? What is the worst thing that could happen? The worst case scenario is the car would stall out while you're driving. You would have to get it towed to the dealership. And we do have a limited number available for that situation so that we would be able to get you back on the road. But re- for replacing them for ones that have not yet failed, we simply we have to wait until they allow us to you know, say, okay, yes, it's active. And then we can bring you in, we'll replace the fuel pump, and get you back out on the road. It's, it's definitely one-day type turnaround thing, three to four hours at the most. Dennis, uh, contact uh, me after the show, and I'll see if I can help you on that. Uh, I, uh, you know, this reminds me a little bit about the old sudden acceleration thing a long time ago, where it was a psychological issue. And I would certainly, if I just bought a new Camry, and I thought that the 
car could stop when I'm on I-95 doing 85 yeah, miles. I was just going to say, is yeah. there any warning? Or well, if I'm just driving it's... along, does it all of a sudden just, yeah. just stop? Yeah. That's, uh, that's a scary scenario. I'm going to see if we can't get you a fuel pump. And if you'll, uh, do you have my uh, cell phone number? Uh, uh, no. But if, I tell you what, you can get, do this. Uh, just text it to our text number. You got a pencil? Okay. 772 497 497 6530. All right. And just uh, text your uh, name and number to that. I'll call you back and I'll get you a fuel pump. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dennis. Okay. Bye now. Thanks, Dennis. Uh, give us a call toll free at 877 960 9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. We'd love to hear from you. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Well, I've got a YouTube over here, Rick. I saw I've got a couple, actually. Uh, first one, Guy Larrabee's asking, with the tech being put in all the new cars, prices keep rising. It wasn't that long ago that a Camry was $20,000. Working people are slowly being priced out of the new car market. Your opinion? Uh, I, I think if you look at cars today and measure them with cars of yesteryear, and I've been way back in the yesteryear. I started in 1968, and we thought that uh, six, $7,000 was a lot of money for a car. And today, uh, the average car is around forty or 50000 if you look at disposable income and actual the real value of the car versus what you bought 50 years ago, actually I believe that new cars are a smaller percentage of your income, average income in real dollars than they was 25, 40, 50 years ago. But with that said, a late model used car is a far better value than a new car. So you can have your cake and eat it too there. I think you're still getting a value with a new car, but you just get a better value with a, with a used one. You take a certified two or three year old car, a Honda or Chevrolet or whatever it may be, and it's got maybe a little factory warranty left on it. If not, you have a certified factory warranty on the car, and all that sloppy depreciation that happens as soon as you get in the car and drive it off the showroom floor disappears. It doesn't depreciate like a new car. It's a certified use, and it's just as good as a, used, as a, as a new car. So you can save yourself two, or $3,000 up front, and that's what I do. And Mark Ryan's asking, during Toyota's recent earnings call, Akio Toyota stated the following, Tesla has not created a real business in the real world yet. Any thoughts on this? Well, let me just talk about uh, Toyota's profit. I was talking to Rick and the guys in the studio here and Nancy about that when we drove in. Uh, hang on to your hats, folks. Toyota forecasts a profit in 2020 of $4 billion. Now that's net profit on the bottom line, $4 billion with a B. That ain't too shabby, right? Well, you're going to have to sit down for this. When COVID hit, and COVID, which enveloped the world, and Toyota is the largest auto manufacturer in the world, they had to revise uh, their 
forecast because of the pandemic. Now guess what they revised that $4 billion forecast to? They revised it to $12.6 billion, almost $13 billion, more than three times as much with the COVID crisis. Now, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy for Toyota, and I'm even happier for me because I'm a Toyota dealer, but uh, you see the uh, irony here, don't you? Uh, people are buying cars like they're going out of style, personal safety, and no one foresaw that. And so the car dealers and the car manufacturers are making a ton of money. They all are. Even General Motors, record profits. So uh, I don't know what the moral to the story is, uh, other than you have to be careful out there when you're buying a car. Uh, the prices are higher. The transaction prices are higher. And uh, it's easier to sell because the demand is higher. And that's what this show does, is tell you how to be very careful when you buy a car, because the profits are being made on every car you buy today is higher than it's ever been before. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to go to Howard, who's holding. And uh, thank you for your patience, Howard. Uh, Howard is a regular caller, and I believe he is officially in Florida. He's down. We saw him. Yes, I arrived. I arrived uh, last week and uh, about ten days ago, and had a nice trip. I took the Amtrak. Put the uh, uh, it's not a commercial for Amtrak, but uh, uh, I, I uh, drove uh, down from uh, New York, went through New Jersey and Delaware, and uh, got to Lawton, Virginia. Put my car on the Amtrak. Uh, and then, then got out, uh, off at Central Florida and Santa Florida, and I drove uh, to Jupiter. So uh, I've been here 10 days, and uh, I've, I've been to your dealership, and I had... Uh, yeah, let me tell you about uh, what I did. Um, I was uh, going to get data for my uh, cell phone so that uh, I could use it um, uh, for navigation. So when I went to the store, uh, they, they were charging me too much for, for unlimited data. So I went into your dealership, and I spoke to Josh, and uh, he updated my navigation system so that uh, it's, uh, it's, now it's up to date where if I'm driving and they, they change things like one-way street becomes a two-way street or a, a street name changed, uh, this will be updated so that I will be able to uh, drive safely, and uh, which I'm doing right now. So I saved a lot of money by not getting the data and having my uh, uh, navigation updated in your dealership. So I'm very happy Great. with Josh, uh, and I just wanted people to know that you could do that. I don't have Apple Play. I have a 2017 Toyota Camry. No Apple Play. So I, I was using my... Uh, cell phone as my navigation because it was uh, better than the old navigation that wasn't updated. Yes. So I would suggest that if you have a, a car with navigation system that's three years old or four years old and you don't want to pay for data, get it updated. What do you say, uh, Earl? Totally agree. I, uh, I love, I use my iPhone. I, I, I have a navigation on my Lexus, but I'm I use my iPhone instead. It, it, but it's Apple Play, so I can, mm -hmm. I can have uh, Apple CarPlay. CarPlay, yeah. Okay. And uh, I love it. I mean, I, I, I love my uh, navigation because 
I lived down here all my life. I was born in Fort Lauderdale. I grew up in West Palm Beach. And you would think I would know my way around. But if no matter where I'm going now, if I'm going to a, a someplace I haven't been before, even places I have been before, I check with my, uh, my uh, Google uh, Maps and say, which is the best way to go there? Google can tell me if there's a lot of traffic on US-1 or less traffic on I-95. And two different days, you might take two different routes based on the traffic. So if you haven't used your uh, navigation system or your, uh, or your Google Maps or whatever, uh, I don't go anywhere. I mean, I save five minutes easily anytime I go somewhere just by checking with Google Maps. Okay, yeah, that, where are we? That, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, a uh, uh, question for Rick. Um, on, on Google, uh, I was told that I could clean my windshield wipers with uh, WD-40. What do you say to that? <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. Are you sure Google said that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I give a, you know, I, I thought Google was you, the greatest. YouTube, I'm sorry, YouTube. <laughs> it was on YouTube. Oh, YouTube. There. Oh. Yeah. Bad idea. So very, I, very I, bad idea. I'm, you know, I'm worried about rubber and WD-40 that doesn't mix, you know? No. Oh, it's, it's not that. It's just that WD-40 is a fish oil product, and once it's on your windshield, the rainwater would mix with it, and you would wind up with smears that you wouldn't be able to see through. And let's just say, I don't think I have enough elbow grease to clean that off. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Okay, I'm sorry. Just got I just got a phone call. Okay. Uh, thanks for taking my call, and I appreciate uh, all your information. And uh, you have a good day. Oh, thank thank you. thanks, Howard. It's great hearing you. from you. Welcome to Florida. <clears throat> uh, I wonder if Howard is Howard on the uh, vigilante list. Uh, he is not on the, on the vigilante list. I think he would make a great and, vigilante. And I think that he is, uh, you know, uh, he would consider himself an expert, uh, an auto expert. Yeah. I think that he'd be, he'd, he would be great. So, Howard, if you're still listening, uh, please go to earlsvigilantes.com, and uh, you can help people in your community, whether yeah. it's here in Jupiter or it's in New York. You'd be a great asset to yeah. that list. We have a lot of callers that are qualified, and I know it's uh, uh, you're donating some of your time, but uh, there's so many people out there that need your help. You can either give them advice directly as an Earl's vigilante, and this is going to grow, by the way. We're we're trying to get this off the ground. We're going to have a, a logo. Stu has designed a logo for Earl's vigilantes, and we're going to have uh, we're talking about hats, uh, shirts. Uh, you know, identification, and uh, you can either directly help some of the people in your community. You'll be identified on Earl on Cars. We'll have your picture if you if you so desire, and your qualifications. And people all over the country can go to the Earl Vigilante list at EarlOnCars.com, find out that let's say Howard volunteers, uh, then we would have Howard in Palm Beach County, and we have Brian in California when Brian gets on the list. So people all over the country, uh, if they have a question about a car, they'll go to the vigilante representative, Earl's Vigilante. They can hopefully help them directly. If not, they can contact us directly, and we will spread 
the uh, information all over the globe. Exactly. And I, I know we all have something in common, yeah. and that's uh, dealer dishonesty. And uh, it, what a great show we have. I have to say that myself because we're involving our listeners. We're involving our texters. All of us, yeah. you can, you're, you're part of the show, and we're all working together. And I truly mean that. You're a great asset. So sign up. And some, Earlsvigilantes.com. Some, some thought went into the name vigilante, and we, I've had at least one critical comment about the term vigilante. Certainly vigilante can have a negative connotation, and uh, vigilanteism uh, today can be really a bad thing, but the original term vigilante came back in the days of uh, lawlessness in the West and other places, I guess, and so it was a necessity in early America uh, to enforce the law because there wasn't the law wasn't being enforced by those that were supposed to be enforcing it, and this is what we have now. It's kind of an interesting situation. We chose the term vigilante because if you listen to the show, if you're a regular listener, you will see many times where I say this car dealer broke the law. He advertised the price of a car, for example, and he did not include his hidden fees. That is a violation of Florida law. Now we're talking about this worldwide, uh, literally, right now, and yet these car dealers that we have identified by name are still doing it. The reason they're still doing it is because law enforcement is not enforcing the law, hence vigilante. And so therefore, for those that are critical of it, we're doing it because the law enforcement agencies are not doing their job. Ashley Moody, yeah. the, 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 there you go. the Attorney General, she's the Chief Law Enforcement Officer in Florida, yeah. and she's allowing all of these violations to take place without doing anything. We need vigilantes. Yeah, <laughs> got to have vigilantes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a little click to it, and uh, we're looking forward, as Earl said, to the hats, to the shirts, all the logos, and uh, it's really, uh, it's very, very exciting very exciting and we certainly do know a lot of auto experts so go to earlsvigilantes.com let's do some more text okay we got two we have two a two-parter from Anne marie um they're both really good okay good morning who in the world comes up with the names of toyota's paint colors some of the colors on toyota vehicles include blizzard pearl opulent amber <laughs> lunar rock blue flame blueprint <laughs> celestial black ruby flare pearl and sea glass pearl. Interior colors include boulder, birch, java, nutmeg, toasted caramel, and moonstone. <laughs> did we not have this conversation yesterday? Uh, Do you recall that? Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. I said, yeah. who comes up with these names? There's a, this person sitting in a little room, yeah. you know? Right. Well, right. your car gets stolen, right. and you call the police, and they say, ma'am, what color is your car? Nutmeg. She says, moonstone. Right. He says, what? You <laughs> missed one of the best ones that they ever had. Ooh-la-la Moulin. Uh, that's, that's right, yeah. Remember yeah. that yeah, one? They're, they're Be on the alert for an ooh-la-la. <laughs> now, this is, I have an interesting story to tell you with this. Um, um, our office, when we stocked in cars, tried to simplify it. So we would put it on, just stock it in and call it, basically, you have three color interiors. You have beige, black, and gray. You know, and beige might be oatmeal or uh, creme brulee or something like that. Um, but it needs to match up because people search for these colors because Toyota puts it out there. So we had to fix everything and actually start putting in the silly names for the colors on our website when people are searching for cars. Yeah. 
But you're right. I, I, there's there's three different colors, and if you're calling the police, don't tell them you're looking for ruby red flare <laughs> pearl. You say you're looking for a red car, or don't say jasper pearl. It's green. So um, very funny. Now the second part is is very similar. Who in the world comes up with the names of vehicles? <laughs> General that Motors. That too. Yeah, General Motors had the Chevy Nova. In English, a Nova is an exploding star. In Spanish, Nova means no go. <laughs> That's true. Nova. Um, Humble Oil Company had the Enco brand. Enco is the Japanese word for stalled car. Uh, Toyota has now brought back the Venza. It is said that Venza comes from Venture and Monza. The Detroit News reports that Venza sounds a lot like the Japanese word Benza. Benza is the Japanese word for toilet seat. Reportedly, <laughs> to Toyota's, Toyota's Japanese executives are amused by the idea of people driving around on their toilet seats. I'm sure they're laughing all the way to the bank. Uh, the vehicle is great, but it needs a new name. Uh, please tell Toyota to change the name. Thank yeah. you. And Amory, I agree with you. I don't like the name. Yeah. Benza. Yeah, I, I have a lot of opinions that Toyota totally ignores, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. That a lot of manufacturers are, you know, don't listen to the folks in the trenches. You know, we deal with customers face to face. Uh, we talk to them every day. The guy in the factory and uh, wherever he may be, uh, whatever car manufacturer, they really talk to customers. They, they, I guess they sit around a room and uh, smoke a little weed and <laughs> and uh, come up with an Just idea. Just get creative. You write, he, he write that it. down, Murray. I like that. Yeah, right. Anne Murray, what a great text that is. Well, let me get to this part of this whole, all these names, uh, ooh la la, and all that. What about reselling your car? <laughs> your it depreciates like crazy because a black, silver, white. Uh, that that's the. That's the popular car. So uh, uh, do you agree or disagree, Stu, that you, you, the car really uh, depreciates whenever you're looking at uh, lime green or... Uh, yeah, there's just like, usually if, if you're gonna want a lime green car, uh, you're probably in a very small class of people who would want a lime green car. And, and so it's just a, a, a smaller market to resell the car. So yeah, you, you'll get less money for some crazy exotic go. color than you would for something a little bit more standard. But the real reason Toyota names that, you know, it, it, I'll use Earl's, uh, well, my favorite term of Earl's puffery. It just makes it a little bit more exciting and emotional. Uh, here's a beige car. I mean, that just sounds boring. Who wants a beige car? You know, you, a creme brulee car. Now that's exciting oh. and tasty. Creme brulee? Oh, yeah, you're thinking, <laughs> huh? Well, that's a bunch of shenanigans is what it is, as Jonathan would say. <laughs> okay, let's move okay, along here. But before we move along, ladies, I'm still waiting to hear from you. $50 for the first two new lady callers. Share your experience with us, and you'd be helping so many other women that are listening. Help me build this platform. I can't do it alone. 877-960-9960. And for those who would like to text us, 772-497-6530. All right, got another text here from Andy. It says, looks like there's some bad weather coming our way in the next few days. Any advice on how to prepare for this car-wise? That's a right question. Uh, my best advice is wash your car, get a good coat of wax on it. So if you do have to keep it outside, you'll at least be protected from some of the, the dud and dirt and mud. And if you do have a garage, keep your cars in the garage because you're going to see a lot of wind and rain and a lot of 
debris going to get blown around? I and think the, the only real danger is weather. from flooding, I think. Yeah. Or maybe he was thinking about flooding. Uh, now, if you do have to drive, which with the kind of weather we're going to see, especially tomorrow and Monday, I advise staying home if you can. But if you do have to drive, if you see standing water, any puddles, stay away from them. Do not drive through the puddles unless you absolutely have to. And if you really, really have to, go nice and slow, super slow, idle speed. Just creep through it very gentle. And if you see another vehicle coming towards you, like one of those guys in the big trucks and they're mm. throwing up a huge wave, yeah. I'd almost recommend shutting your engine off and wait until they get past, then restart, let the water settle down. Because those trucks throwing that huge wave, that water can wash up onto your engine, get sucked into your engine, and boom, your yeah. engine's locked up. I, I can always no. tell when we've had some really bad weather because my body shop manager and my service manager are smiling. They got a big old smile. And, yeah. uh -huh. and uh, you can have a, some, some really, really heavy rain. You can have engine jobs. And there's nothing more profitable to a car dealer than putting a new engine in a car. Yeah. And, uh, and the body repair is, is pretty good, too, when you're mm -hmm. driving recklessly in stormy weather. And mm -hmm. we get a lot of uh, collisions. So, uh, yeah, it's just be careful and use common sense. And you're nutty if you drive fast through a puddle because it might be deeper than you thought. And not only that, you get water in your car, folks, the inside of it. Boy, I'll tell you what, good luck because... That mold, it just grows quickly. Now, if you do happen to get a little bit of water inside the car, my first advice is immediately get damp rid, several containers of it, put it in your car, and change it out like every day there is and no, keep running there, the damp rid. There, there's no more damp rid. There is no more. Uh, Nancy, really? Nancy bought it all. Ah, and, uh, she bought it up all the supplies, huh? You know, she's been buying damper. She's been storing it for many years. Hey. Mm. <laughs> now she, 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 you're going to start selling it next year, right? Or after the store. I'm stockpiling damper. Uh, Rick, what a great product. Well, the, your other thing is you what? can always buy, like, 2,000 pounds of rice and put your car in the rice. <laughs> Fill the car to the brim with rice. <laughs> um, excuse me, folks. Uh, we have to go to Becky, who's been holding, and uh, she's calling us from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Becky. Good morning, Nancy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for the yes, call. Long-time listener. Love your show. Aww. Just needed some advice about leasing. I have a family member. His lease is coming up. He's leased for the last three years, a 2017 uh, Honda CRV, and they're thinking about trying to buy it instead of getting a new lease. First of all, he's got very bad credit. He makes like $150 a week. Um, I'm just wondering what he's going to face going in there because nobody knows anything about leasing, um, and I'm afraid they're going to, you know, put him over a barrel with his car. It's a good way <laughs> to put it. So, Becky, did he, on the lease he's in right now, um, did the credit uh, kind of go south during the lease? I mean, or is he is he the on the lease contract? He and his mother are. <laughs> no, his mother's retired on a fixed income, also doesn't have good credit. Oh, no, okay. his, his credit before, like his credit cards, he has like a ton of credit card debt that he hasn't paid off. Yeah. So is that something they check, I imagine? Well, you, there's a couple of things to, to, to be concerned about. Well, one is just even buying the lease uh, at the end of the lease anyway, because it's probably going to be um, 
pricier than a, a comparable Honda, you know, the same year make and model. Uh, so he'd be paying uh, probably too much for the car. Um, but the other issue is, like, w with that income and also the bad credit, he's probably going to need a cosigner again. Well, still, uh, if he, is he leasing this car now? But he's on with his, his mom. His mom co-signed yeah, on yeah, the lease. But, but it's, 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 uh, he would have an option to buy yeah. his current lease, That's which, what, which right. might possibly be a, uh, a, a good deal. But it, it could be, but most likely not. Yeah. Honda is really awesome. known for um, um, their lease incentives, so they, have, they, they enhance the, the residuals. And I know I'm getting complicated. You're asking for clarity on a lease, but... Um, the result is that the lease-end value on Hondas tend to be um, higher than they, than they should. It's still worth exploring. Well, used car prices are higher now than Honda thought they would be when they leased the car in 2017. True. When and they, they projected yeah. values, they set the residual based on what they thought in 2017. They didn't foresee the COVID right. prices, and but used car prices are down. higher today. But we're, we're seeing them settle down uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, it's worth exploring to find out, but I think the, the main issue is, um, you know, how are you going to buy the car if it's going to be, you know, you're going to get a loan or if you're going to lease it, or we can't lease it again. Um, but um, it is tough with, you know, with the, the income that you told us that he, that he has mm -hmm. and, and the bad credit score. So um, most likely he's going to need his mom or somebody else to um, go on, the, uh, on a loan with him. And Becky, is she, is she the co-signer? I believe so. Pardon I, me? Both of them are on it, but she has dementia, so she says, "I'm going to go up there and talk to them." I said, "Not a good idea." <laughs> oh, oh, they're they—they're both on the lease. Is there anybody else in the family that can um, uh, co-sign with him if he buys that car or, or a new car? Well, I can't think of anybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah, worth a shot. Um, there are lenders that you know will extend credit. Um, it just sounds from based on it was the thing that jumped out as a red flag for me was the income. Um, if he's yeah. making a hundred and one hundred fifty bucks a week, like that, yeah, that's that's you know his total monthly income um, is almost about a car payment, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, it's on the high side. But it, a bank would definitely would probably want to. He'd need to be able to show he makes more money than that. So it's yeah. that's kind of a tough and also deal. And the interest would probably be out of reach, you know. Yeah, another lease. Uh, yeah, I don't by himself certainly. Um, he wouldn't be able to lease a, a new car. Um, well, they already told him they wouldn't lease him a new car. Yeah. He had three options, but, um, you know, we got this letter saying, here are your options. Yeah. Earl, what do you think? I mean, what it, might, it might be a long shot, but a temporary solution might be to ask a lease extension. All you're doing is postponing yeah. uh, a difficult problem, but uh, he, he could possibly get a 30- or 60-day extension, and they might not do it, but uh, it's worth asking for. Normally they would. Uh, I'm not sure what they would do given the situation and how many lease payments he may have missed to you know, create the problem with his credit. So if he's made his payments on time, it uh, it's worthwhile asking payment. for an extension. Yeah, so we'd have the same problem in 30 or 60 days, huh? <laughs> yeah, but it buys you a little bit more time to do some research. And he, he might wind up you know, looking at a, um, like a used car, an expensive car that you could pay for cash until he can reestablish. Um, some, That's what some I better credit. There's even an extra car in the family. I said, why don't you just let him buy that car and turn in the lease? Well, they don't want to sell him that car. And I said, that is crazy because that's the way out, in my opinion. Yeah. Or buying an older used car, but at least we know this car that's in the family. We know it's reliable. He only drives like a mile to work. That's all this car is driven. Yeah. There's so many special programs out there, too, for you to look into. So, uh, Becky, uh, I wish you the best of luck. 
and uh, please give us a call again and uh, let us know. Uh, how old is your Hold. Thanks so much. Love you guys. Oh, Thanks, thank Becky. you, Becky. Stay safe. Uh, ladies, again, I'm going to remind you I'm waiting for you to call. $50 for the first two new lady callers. The first two new lady callers, you'll win yourself $50. And I'm going to take a moment to uh, mention Earl's latest uh, blog, and that is to nominate your favorite car dealership, the best of the best in 2021. And that's a great read, and you can vote, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. How about you. the website they can go to to vote? Okay, you can go to nominatebestcardealer.com nominatebestcardealer.com that's, that's the best in Palm Beach County so if you're in Palm Beach County you know the best what we try to do now with our mystery shopping reports is give you a recommended list of dealers and a list that you don't want to buy from and word of mouth and your personal experience you should share that with uh, your neighbors in Palm Beach County so if you had a really good experience and you trust a car dealership go ahead and nominate them and uh, if you're in Palm Beach County, uh, you'll be able to brag uh, in 2021. Uh, he's, uh, if he wins the contest, the votes are actually in December, but be sure you get them nominated so they can vote on him in December and you'll have somebody that you feel safe with and you nominate, they get elected and he can say, I'm the best car dealer in Palm Beach County. Yeah, it's great for everyone. And uh, Palm Beach Post introduced this award and you have until uh, November the 11th uh, to vote. So take advantage to of that. To make sure it's, it's nominated, because you're gonna if you nominate, you gotta go back and vote again in December. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, oh, thanks, yeah. thanks, Stu. And nominatebestcardealer.com. Now back to Stu. All right, got another text here. Uh, hello, Earl, Lewis here. I recently had a nail in the sidewall of one of my tires. I took it to Firestone, who said it couldn't be patched or plugged, and they wanted to sell me a new tire. I agreed, but I'm uncomfortable with one new tire and three old ones. Should I be concerned? Rick, you answer that. If the tread on the other three tires are within two to three thirty seconds of being the same as the new one, I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. Yeah, and I'd also say that if you were at Firestone um, and they weren't trying to sell you all four tires, they probably felt pretty good because that they're in the business of selling tires. So. Oh, absolutely. So if they didn't say you needed four, um, I think you're probably pretty safe. Um, this looks like one from for Rick. It's from Kelly in Delray. My steering wheel started shaking in the last few days. I was hoping Rick could tell me what's happening. My car is a 2015 Jeep Renegade Trailhawk four-wheel drive. If it's shaking when you're just driving along at like highway speeds, you've probably got a tire out of balance or if it's shaking it even at lower speeds, you might have a loose suspension component. If it's shaking only when you step on the brakes, it's most likely your front rotors are warped and you need to have the brakes replaced. Okay, great. Um, well, that's a, repeat that because uh, you know, whoever's listening, you'll make a note of that. One of the biggest problems, you take a car into a car dealer or a garage and they misdiagnose it. So you just yep. gave you know, something that you could diagnose yourself. So repeat that for other people if it shakes when you're say you're driving at highway speeds and you step on the brakes and it only shakes when you step on the brakes it's usually the front rotors are warped a little bit front rotors front that's brake very rotors. common right um if it shakes when you're driving at highway speeds but only 
say around 50 to 70 miles an hour, uh -huh. it's most likely a tire out of balance. Okay, that's, that's the cheapest one, right? Yeah, because it's having your tires yeah. balanced very inexpensive. If it shakes even at lower speeds, or if you feel it mostly at the lower speeds, it's probably either a suspension component or you might have a tire with a broken belt. Yeah. I've seen that quite often also. But it could be a suspension component loose, something in the steering or in the front suspension that's starting to loosen up. Most likely it's going to be a tire belt or a tire balance yeah. issue or even the front brake rotor. So that's the most common things, really. And there's a huge swing in cost there between the least expensive and the most expensive. So I just, I, I can't overemphasize how important it is to get a good diagnosis because you know, the symptom is very similar. If you go in and say, look, my steering wheel is shaking, you can get three or four different realities and three or four different costs. And you want to be sure you're not overpaying and it could be something as simple as a tire needing to be balanced and you don't want to have to end up paying for brake rotors because some guy misdiagnosed it either accidentally or on purpose. Well, if the mechanic says, hey, if it's vibrating when you're doing 60 miles an hour, yeah. he should charge you, he should be checking your tire balance. Exactly. Lower speeds, if it's a broken belt, something wrong with the tire, yeah. he should be able to take you out and show you the damage on that tire, show you where that yeah. belt is breaking. Yeah. or show you a suspension component that is loose, worn, or broken. So when you get a high estimate of a cost of a repair, always get another opinion like anything else. Get, get, go to a different dealership, go to a different garage. If it's a lot of money, you know, if, if it's not a lot of money, then maybe your time is worth more than the effort. But if you're going to have to pay several hundred dollars, get another opinion, just like a doctor. You get another opinion. Mm -hmm. All right, this is from Tom S. in Winter Springs, Florida. Love the program. Uh, best treatment for a windshield is to clean it with denatured alcohol and then apply a thin coat of new finish. Water beads up and the wipers are quiet. Bugs also don't stick. Thanks for being a pioneer and no dealer fees. And that's from Tom in Winter Springs. Well, thank you, Tom. Yeah. Um, new finish, I um, actually Googled it to see what that was, and it's a car polish. And, yep. and you use it on your paint, too. And then I was reading a little bit more. I got sucked into the rabbit hole. They said you put put new finish on all your glass surfaces. There's a guy saying he puts it on his on his uh, flat screen TV because <coughs> his kids go up and they, they like to touch the screen because it makes the, the the smudges wipe off easy. Yep. He does it in his shower, um, the glass in the shower, so it doesn't fog up. Oh. And I'm like, that's pretty hmm. cool. So I'm picking up a bottle of new finish to do my shower. <laughs> Is that NU or NU? NU. New Might finish. have to try that on my glasses. Huh? Well, I'll oh, be yeah. ordering that on Amazon really? on the way home. Exactly. I have Amazon up right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Let's jump over to anonymous feedback because we got a bunch of those that came in. Um, that's a good one. This you, you go on for a long time on this one. Uh, Earl, didn't you, you, didn't you have several dealerships back in the day? I'm pretty sure you had some independent used car lots. What made you to decide to focus on just Toyota? Well, it, uh, the product quality, I mean, I'm not, I, I hate talking about commercials. I, I started out with my father in the Pontiac business. And I started selling used cars with my father in 1968. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a good product. And uh, back then it was a pretty good product. At one point, Pontiac was the number three selling car in the United States. Uh, and uh, it was also a kind of reputation for racing and they had fast cars. I thought everything was really cool, and as time went by, I acquired more dealerships, 
Uh, I did have a used car, independent used car lot, uh, two of them at one time, called the Liquidation Lot, one called Stewart Select Cars. I had a car rental company, Consumer Car Rentals. I had a Fiat, a Lancia franchise, Peugeot, Checker, Checker. Mazda, and I had all these uh, car dealerships. And uh, I, then I got the, the Toyota dealership in 1975, and I suddenly realized what a high-quality vehicle was. And uh, as time went by, uh, it was also not only the most quality, uh, it was also the most profitable. And uh, I, got realized, I realized I couldn't run six or seven businesses simultaneously very well, so I sold the ones that I was making less, less money on and kept the one that I made the most money on, also happened to be the best car. You were running from one dealership to another dealership. I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your travel time on the typical work day was probably 50% uh, yeah. of your uh, actual work time. And back then you squeezed in stopping to see your mother. That's yes. right. <laughs> All right, this is another anonymous feedback. Uh, this is a follow-up. Last week we had an um, uh, anonymous feedback that uh, described a situation where a nun uh, was having a problem at uh, Toyota of Hollywood and yeah. I was very upset, and they describe a you know pretty ugly scene. And we did say that you know obviously we we can't validate or we can't verify you know the messages that we come in. We do read them, and uh, and so just as a just just to being reasonable, we said it might be true, it might not be. But the the person followed up with another uh, anonymous message. Um, it says, "Dear Earl, I messaged you about the nun in the Toyota of Hollywood dealership." Um, I looked at their employee list on their Toyota Hollywood website to try to find the sales manager who left the nun crying in the showroom. Uh, that sales manager wasn't listed, and I can only assume he no longer works there. Uh, the sales manager I worked with was Herbie, and he was decent. Uh, I tell you, because I don't want you to think this is just a, a Toyota of Hollywood bashing, I, as a single female car buyer, found the nun situation traumatic, even as a bystander, yes. and I'm no shrinking violet. I haven't forgot about it, and I think about it every time I drive down 441. Yeah. I didn't know about your radio show then. I would have called in and put the nun incident on blast um, had I known about your show. Um, I didn't know how to help this nun who needed advocacy, and now yeah. I know better. Well, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we have to be careful uh, with anonymous. And uh, uh, usually the, the information seems to be very accurate. We get very few... Um, assassination attempts of false information so uh, but by the same token uh, you know Hollywood Toyota is a big Toyota dealership the second largest in the United States I don't know if you knew that and uh, uh, we know the owner and we know him to be an honest honorable person but that doesn't to say terrible things happen terrible things happen in our dealership I mean I I could you know I've had some very embarrassing things if you have a I would guess Hollywood Toyota probably has 200 employees. Wouldn't you say, Stu, or 250 uh, I'd go way higher than that. 300 yeah, employees. Yeah, at least. Huge. It's a yeah. huge dealership. And, uh, you know, you, you can't have that many people under one roof uh, that if you don't have one rotten apple. And clearly, if that was true, and I think maybe it was, uh, you got rotten apples. It's a terrible thing. And I can see where it traumatized uh, uh, the uh, anonymous feedback person and I can see where you know I, I just I just can't put certification of accuracy on anonymous I I have to leave open the possibility yeah. and just a little asterisk yeah that yeah. was a, a great you know anonymous feedback and uh, I got to take advantage of this moment ladies it's so important for you to give me a call if you want to say hello that's fine but more importantly your car buying 
experience you're servicing, you'd be helping so many other women who are listening to this show. And $50, I mean, it's a win-win situation. $50 for the first two new lady callers. Share your experience with us. 877-960-9960. Works for you, too. Hey, got a couple here. Uh, Paul Swilley is asking, what credit score model do financiers use to determine your credit worthiness? Uh, you know, 500 is terrible. Uh, 800 is fantastic. Uh, average is around 700. Uh, you can get financed uh, in the 500s. You pay more money because the interest rates higher. Sometimes there's a, a fee uh, to uh, to have to uh, accept someone with a very low credit score. Special finance lenders do that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, um, the average person is around 700. At least a car, you got to have about a 720. Uh, is that about right, Sue? No, they'll go down into the upper sixes, um, but uh, you'll get a little higher money factor, so you'll yeah. pay a little bit more. Do they use like TransUnion or Equifax? What what company would? Well, they use different credit. There's a Beacon and there's a yeah, they, FICO, FICO. FICO, yeah, that's the Fair Isaac uh, company. Um, but mm. most car dealers will use um, a pick one. It could be Experian or TransUnion or Equifax. Um, in most cases, they'll just run the, the one uh, credit report for, with that bureau. But, but they use either the Beacon or the FICO score. Right, and Equifax. They, yeah, yeah, they each will. Equifax branded their score is called the okay. beacon and yeah. i think the other ones call call it something and else and the scale is pretty similar so if you yeah. a 500 on one scale is pretty much the same as a 500 on the other scale yeah so. but what you'll see sometimes is um let's say you wanted to lease a car and you went in there and they ran your equifax beacon score and it came in at 690 well you can lease the car but you might have a higher rate um to see if you can go get a higher tier in other words a more preferable rate um, they might run a TransUnion credit bureau, and you might come up as 710 or 701, mm. just past the threshold and get a better rate. So that's why they'll do that. Now, um, you got to beware when you ask a car dealer to run your credit, and you agree, um, to ask them just to, just to do it once, um, just one bureau f at first, and only go to the next one if, if it's absolutely necessary. Now, you can run your credit when you're shopping for a car, and it doesn't impact your credit score until it becomes excessive. So if you visited uh, four different dealerships, well, not, ver not very many people do that, but um, and they ran at four dealerships, they ran three bureaus at each one that's 12 bureaus, it's probably going to have an impact temporarily on your credit score. Yeah. And Donovan Lewis says, do not put new finish on your TV screen, please. <laughs> there are coatings on new TVs that will be removed the moment you put that on the screen. Thank you, Donovan. I was headed for my TV screen. Okay. Why Thank do you, you. Do you get a lot of smudges on your TV screen? <laughs> no, I, we all, no, there's always smudges. I mean, oh, on your computer screen. Yeah, man, she, she keeps touching the screens. I don't know why. I, I, I have a recommendation for that, by the way, for a screen. There's a product called Screen Mom, and I'm not making this up, and it's just it, it, it's a it, harmless... Mm liquid spray and I use it on my computer screen and phone screen and it's great. It, isn't it the same product that Josh uses? Yes. He told me about it about a year ago. Yeah, yeah Screen Mom. Okay. Screen Mom. Well, okay. he, he goes on to say that TVs like phones have oleophobic coatings on them yep. and any polish will take that right off and you'll have a blotchy screen. Wow. Hey, um, uh, Rick, I have a question for you. What about bounce on your windshield or your... your I would avoid that. Would you? I would actually go myself. I would go with the dedicated product like Rain-X yeah. for your windshield. Really, that's the if you if you put it on properly, following the directions, 
you really use that elbow grease, put it on properly and polish it in good, Rain-X is one of the best products for your windshield. How about your eyeglasses? Could you put them on your eyeglasses? I've never tried that. I might consider it because I'll tell you, with wearing a mask, and I, you know, we wear a mask all day at yeah. work, and I'm, yeah. uh, I'm getting hot and sweaty in the shop and, and yeah. running like crazy. Yeah, I, I took my glasses. Fog up like I took my glasses off a half an hour ago because they were fogging up. Yeah. If yeah. I had Rain-X on them, maybe it wouldn't happen. There's no way I can get the smudges off my glasses. Yeah. I, I have, I have the solution, guys, and I wouldn't put Rain-X on your glasses uh, because it's designed to go on glass. Your glasses are made of polycarbonate. It's a plastic. So right. It yeah. Hurt. There is a product at dive shops that you can get that they put in their mask, and it's, it looks like a chapstick. You rub it in and wipe it out, and oh, that would work on your glasses as well. Okay. Wow, we're acquiring a That's list. Right. I know some Another things. list. Earl sure runs skin diving. I did that without Google. Um, okay, here's a text that came in. Um, hi, Earl and gang. First time listening to your show was last week. I caught you in time for your secret shopping report. Have you ever been sued for doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, remarkably, no. And I, you know, I, I knock on wood every time I say that. And it's proof of the pudding. As I said earlier in the show, the truth is a perfect defense. You ask any lawyer, you can't sue someone. Well, you can sue somebody for anything. You can't win a lawsuit on libel or slander if the uh, defendant was telling the truth. And if you tell the truth, you can say anything about anybody as long as it's the truth. So we have never been sued, which is verification that uh, we call them the way we see them, and yeah. we really haven't been wrong. All right. Uh, let's jump back over to anonymous feedback. Um, hi, Earl. I'm a, this is a good one. Hi, Earl. I'm a regular listener to the show. Thank you for all that you do for the consumer. I recall that Agent Thunder was recognized when he attempted to do a mystery shop at Infinity of Stewart and was kicked out of the dealership. Is there any chance that you can send Agent Lightning in for a future shop? Well, I have a surprise for you. <laughs> that anonymous feedback, which we got a couple of days ago, um, triggered our next mi uh, mystery shop. So Earl will be reading the report for Infinity of Stewart um, in about 15 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> so ask and you shall receive. See, this stuff really works. It does. Yeah. How are you doing over there, Rick? I got I got a bunch. I don't want to I don't want to hog all the Let air. Let me give out that phone number one more time: a seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero and youranonymousfeedback dot com. It goes a long way, so jot that down. Uh, Rick? Well, Paul actually asked a follow-up on the question about the uh, the FICO scores. He says, I have Credit Karma, which I've heard that Credit Karma is not always reliable. Is is my FICO score, he says, 8 or 9, what is it? Um, I think what I've heard, the, the FICO score is normally anywhere from, what, like 400 up to 850? Is that the maximum you can have? 890, mm -hmm. I think 880. or Yeah. Um, well, the car, when the car dealership runs your credit, they have they, it's called a, it's a, it's weighted towards car. Um, the score is actually will not be exactly the same, but it will be in the ballpark. So if you use Credit Karma, which I use, um, it's it's great because it gives you an alert anytime your credit report moves and mm -hmm. it congratulates you that hey, your score just went up and uh, scolds you if your score went down and. Um, it, it puts you in the ballpark. Uh, so, like, I've run my credit at, at the dealership uh, just out of curiosity, and it's usually within uh, a percentage point of my uh, of the actual uh, score. It maybe differs by maybe eight or ten points. Mm -hmm. So you can still get a good idea using Credit Karma. Uh, now you can't go in there. Now the difference is if let's say your Credit Karma says your 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 Beacon score is uh, seven twenty, 
and they go they run your uh, score at the dealership and it comes in as a seven twelve, uh, they're not going to go on your credit karma score. They're going to go with the bureau tells them. So right. But if you're in the middle of these uh, these tiers or these uh, uh, increments, you're fine. Okay, folks, uh, we got another call here, and it's from Jupiter. And uh, good morning, Tim. Uh, good morning, folks. Hey, um, my wife has a 2019 Jeep Cherokee Latitude. Um, it's got around 30,000 miles, so it's still under warranty. Um, and starting at about probably 15 or 20,000 miles, the electronic stability control light uh, started coming on now and then really for no discernible reason we can figure out it's when she was driving at different speeds making different kinds of turns with the vehicle um, we took it to a dealer here in the area uh, they couldn't duplicate the problem but they found a and i'm looking at the service sheet right now they found a service bulletin for electric power steering which is in in my mind as a layman not the same thing but it may be and they performed what they called a flash update. Um, since then, we drove to Tallahassee, and the problem recurred numerous times. Uh, the SUV doesn't lose power, but it loses the ability to accelerate easily, which obviously is dangerous. So we end up pulling over, you know, on turnpikes and freeways, turning the car off, waiting for a few seconds, turning it on again, and then the problem, you know, abates for a while. But, but it's happened, you know, it just it probably happened ten, eight or ten times on the way up and back last week from Tallahassee. So I guess my question is, should we, you know, what should we do? Should we take this back to the same dealer? Is there an, an art and a science involved in, in running these, co you know, running a diagnostic? Or is it strictly, you know, science and what comes out on the readout? Should we try a different dealer? Or should we maybe take it to a... A garage in the area that we you know uh, deal with and know I, I know a couple of you know very well respected garages in Jupiter um, uh, but I but you know that may uh, invalidate the warranty what do you guys think we should do well the step number one and, and this is to not only to help bolster your case but also to assist the mechanics a little bit if you can get it to occur again Get a video of it. Record a video on your iPhone showing the instrument cluster and when that light's coming on and then, you know, step on the gas and show them a video that shows what it's doing. That may actually give the mechanic a, a little extra clue as to what he's looking for. Um, the next step is I would go back either to that dealership or to another dealer, tell them what's been happening and make sure you give them all the information you can as to what the road surfaces were, any any odd situations at that time, so that they've got a, ch a good chance to really dig in and find this out. Uh, if it's been occurring more than once and you've already been to the dealer once, then they should be really stepping up and getting the engineers from Jeep involved to try to figure out what's going on. And Ken, let me let me jump in there too. For you. Um, this your car is uh, still under new car warranty. Uh, it's subject to the Lemon Law. The lemon law requires that you, before it's declared a lemon, that you give the uh, dealership two opportunities, three opportunities to fix it. So uh, I let me ask you this question. Did you or your wife talk to the service manager, not the person on the service drive, but the, the man in charge of the entire service department? Yes, 
Good. Yes, we did. Good. And, uh, I, know that, I know that for a fact. Okay, then I would request that you, they contact the, the Jeep specialist, uh, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge. Uh, all the manufacturers have specialists. Uh, they operate maybe uh, out of uh, another location, um, Jacksonville or maybe Atlanta. And when you have a problem that your local technicians in the dealership cannot diagnose under warranty, the specialist is supposed to be consulted. Now, you can do it online or you can do a Zoom meeting, or they can physically come into the dealership and analyze it. But you uh, use the word safety. You, know, you said the car's acceleration is being affected. Therefore, it's a safety issue. So you can mention, um, if I were going to give you a word track, I'd say, I don't want to have to file for the Lemon Law, and uh, I don't want to have to contact the manufacturer, uh, uh, I would like you to get a specialist to get this fixed and get the, get their attention. Uh, but uh, you've got uh, the situation with Chrysler Jeep Dodge, you have one uh, owner of uh, most of them in this area that recently changed hands, by the way. Arrigo no longer owns the Chrysler Jeep Dodge dealerships in this market. Uh, he sold to uh, um, uh, another large automotive group. Um, okay. But uh, it shouldn't have to go to that level anyway. The, the hierarchy is still the same, and you just have to give their attention because they should fix that. I, they should not have, uh, and, and of course, giving them additional information, as Rick said, then they should have, you, know, you, you just have to put, the, they'll probably put their top guy on it. A dealership of that size maybe have 25 or 30 technicians. Uh, the guy that worked on your car could have been on the job for two years. You want the guy that's been on the job for 20 years and is one of the top technicians. And if you get the, the right guy on it, they'll get it fixed for you. This, this is all great information, you guys. I'm going to take, uh, take all these steps, and, and this is just absolutely super. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome, Ken. Thank you for okay. the call. Thanks Good so luck. much. Uh -huh. Call us back. Let us know how it went, will you? Yes, definitely. Give us a call back. Uh, I'm going to mention uh, the uh, weekly, the, excuse me, the uh, Palm Beach Weekly Florida News, and uh, it's a newspaper that you can pick up, a magazine, I guess you might call it. And what a great article. How can I learn the dealer's cost of a car? And uh, there's so much information in this article. And uh, Earl has received a lot of phone calls in reference to this column. How can I learn the dealer's cost on a car? Whether you're going to buy a car or not right now, it's just a great read. And that's the Palm Beach, Florida Weekly. Now back to... Sue. Okay. Um, anonymous feedback. Um, follow, okay. Okay, so the anonymous feeder got an email from Chase, uh, Chase Bank credit card um, provider, um, with a new auto buying concierge ser service. So here's a text that he um, pasted from the email. It says, welcome to concierge car buying. Shop online inventory from Minneapolis area dealers. Uh, with Chase Auto Preferred, you can shop online for a car. You'll love, uh, you'll love at a discounted price from the comfort of your home yada 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 so he wants to know our opinion on the chase uh, program i actually i had heard about the chase program um it's spell not a, spell that for me I chase like chase bank oh chase. Okay. chase and um it's not available in in florida yet or at least not in south florida um but i would be a little bit suspect of it so they call they say the concierge car buying um well the concierge comes from the car dealership 
Um, and so it's, it's, it sounds like a version of the Costco auto buying program where you go in, there's going to be somebody who is known as the Chase Concierge, but it's going to be a salesperson at the, at the dealership. Um, I read their FAQ, the Frequently Asked Questions page, and the discounts, it's a little murky on how they establish the discounts um, how they, and how they um, share them with you. And it is, but it does specifically say it doesn't apply to any documentation fees, aftermarket products, um, extra equipment. So um, right now, I guess it's too soon to tell. And if it comes into our area, we will explore it more because if it's something that's worth um, doing, then we will probably participate. Um, but if not, we won't. And we'll tell you tell you how it goes. It's a good time to repeat our conversation with TrueCar. Not the whole conversation, but uh, TrueCar we consider to be the single best source of getting a measurement of what a good price is on that exact car you're thinking about buying. Not necessarily from the true car dealer, but truecar.com uh, will give you a price that includes the fees that would otherwise be hidden, dealer fees, they often call them, and the dealer installed accessories, which are typically added after the fact. You see a car advertised, you get quoted a price, you go in to buy it, slam, they slide in, hidden fees, and dealer installed accessories. You can go to TrueCar online, remaining at your home, working off your smartphone, your computer, not have to go through the pain, and get an out-the-door price from TrueCar. Now, you, with, with, armed with that price, you can go to any dealership you want. And if you say, look, I got this from the TrueCar dealer, will you meet it or beat it? They will. So you can buy the car at a fair price isn't necessarily the lowest price you'll ever find, but you won't be slam dunked and you won't pay a $10,000 or $5,000 higher profit to the dealer than some other guy. You'll, you'll, you'll find out it is a good price on true car. Okay, jumping right back over. Um, can a car, this is more anonymous feedback. Can a car dealer run advertising for their dealerships in another dealer's territory of the same manufacturer? How far, same state, out of state, nationwide? Yes, they yes. can. It's legal. Yeah. Uh, going back uh, many years, there was a dealer that I forgot where he was now. He was in the Midwest, Southwest, somewhere. And he was selling Chrysler products at uh, dealer invoice. And people were flying hundreds of miles, thousands of miles to buy cars from him. Uh, at that time, invoice was really invoice. And now it's no longer invoice. But yeah, uh, you can advertise a car dealership in any market you want. You can't have a dealership there, you yeah. can have cars on display, but you can advertise. Actually, I think you can't even display a car. Yeah. So um, uh, you can put a billboard right in front of the other dealership if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, more anonymous feedback. My charging system came on saying charging system maintenance was required, plus the battery icon was on for 15 minutes or so, then the whole thing went back to normal. If someone can tell me what's going on, I would appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Ricky. Charging system maintenance. I've yeah. never heard that one before. I'd wonder what type of car this is. Yeah, if you're listening, can you uh, just uh, send another anonymous uh, uh, response in to let us know that you're making model of the car and maybe point, point us in the right yeah. direction? I know one of the, one of the newest things that we've seen that that has caused a bit of customer concern is like on Camrys and Avalons with the new dash that has messages that will show up to for the customer. If you turn the key to your on position, but don't start the engine, it will come up and say charging system problem. 
simply because you're not running the engine. And there's nothing wrong with the car, it's just that you've only turned the key just to the on position without starting the engine. And people actually got in a little bit of panic over that until we told them, no, it's, it's okay. It's just that your engine's not running. I think right. they, sometimes the manufacturers need to look at this and say, wait a minute, uh, let's, let's think about the message we're sending and not put people in a panic for you no should, reason. You should send that in as a report. Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, good. That'll handle it. Yeah. Um, here's another anonymous feedback. I got my first RAV4 hybrid the other day, not from your dealership. Um, th uh, the other morning when we started up and backed out of the driveway, I was terrified to hear what sounded like a screaming banshee sound, uh, ghostly, a ghostly screaming banshee sound coming from the front of the car. What is that? That's the song of the angels. It is. Um, what that is, because I know that because my whole family drives hybrids, um, the cars are so quiet when they're in all-electric mode that a pedestrian can't hear you coming. So they make an artificial noise sound to alert people there's a vehicle moving near them. And it does sound like a, like a disembodied like, voice. Oh, right, or like, like a host like, of angels singing quietly. Yeah, it's, 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 very, it's actually kind of pleasant. It scared me at first. Now that I know what it is, I know it's a good thing. <laughs> why, does it, why don't they have something to say, get out of my way? Well, I've joked around about that for years. I, there's all sorts of sounds. You could have a, a, hey, string, a string quartet. You could I'm have backing a, up. Get right, out of my way. You could have Red Fox, you know, they making jokes. They should have a customized <laughs> sound. So. Right. I, I thought they should have the sound effect from the Jetsons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. There you go. <laughs> okay. More anonymous feedback, unless we got any callers coming in. Um, I, got, I got one quick one, Stu, here. Sure. Uh, E.C. Olson says, I took my 2014 Kia Soul to the dealer regarding paint clear coat deterioration and was told it's not covered unless paint protection was purchased at the time of vehicle sale. Uh, not mm. under warranty, yeah. but uh, uh, that's, uh, yeah. Wow. So How they did, know they've uh, got a problem. They offer you a paint protection at the time of sale, yeah. not telling you, hey, you will need this. And you know, Five or six you know, years. The, the question you want to ask anybody trying to sell you paint protection is ask them to see a copy of a warranty claim that they paid. If you go to a car dealership uh, and, and they sell that, I promise you, you will never be able to find any evidence of any repair ever paid for by the policy you paid $1,000 for. Mm. It is purely uh, smoke and mirrors, BS. And they're taking your money. Paint sealant, fabric protection, covers nothing. It's just money for the dealer. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me mention something that's really important that I mentioned earlier, and that's Earl's latest column, Nominate Your Favorite Car Dealership, the best of the best for 2021 awards. Remember, uh, the nomination... County. The nominations uh, for 2021 will... Uh, they'll, they will be uh, accepted up until November the 11th. And you can just click on the website at www.nominatebestcardealer.com. Okay, more anonymous feedback. I had complained to you before about Bev Smith Kia in Fort Pierce. They were not providing new tires on my Tires for Life program. Surprisingly, last week I went in for service on my Kia Soul and they said all four tires were worn enough for replacement. I just had to pay taxes and installation. Maybe others had complained before in the, about the prior practice of not replacing tires. Well, well that's interesting. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, I don't remember the first complaint or the first time they, I don't know if it was, if they said it had to do with the tires had not uh, worn down to the threshold that, for, that Bev Smith requires or yeah. they just outright refused. You know, the best thing, uh, and I talked to an earlier caller, you always want to be sure you're talking with the boss in the department. The problem in service departments at car dealerships is everybody says I'm a service manager. And uh, they have a title to the service salespeople. They call them assistant service managers. And sometimes they make themselves service managers even when they're not. If you say, I want to see the service manager, the guy will say, well, I'm a service manager. And he's not the service manager. So uh, go as high as you can when you're having a problem at a car dealership. Ask for proof uh, that you are talking to. Do you, a service manager runs the entire service department. He has, you know, in a normal-sized dealership, at least 20 or 30 people working for him. In a big dealership, he's got 60 or 70 people working for him. The service manager in the service drive, he's a salesman. He's not a manager. So take it to the top. Oftentimes, your problem will be resolved. Exactly. All right. Uh, hi. What items, if any, are worth buying in the F&I office? I know you say don't buy Gap at the dealership. Love the show. Depends on your needs. It depends on uh, your philosophy of insurance. It depends on the car dealership. Uh, it's, it's really a, a, a bag of worms when you go into a car dealership F&I department. Um, it's the most profitable department in the dealership. They're making more money from doing the product sales and financing interest than they make when they sell you the car. So uh, they're out to make money, and the products they make a lot of money with. Mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, I uh, extended a warranty contract. Uh, they can make, uh, it'll, it'll cost you $2,000, and it probably costs them $500. Uh, so you need to shop around. You need to, uh, my advice is make the purchase of any product that you buy after you bought the car a source of as much homework and research as when you bought the car. Don't be, don't buy the maintenance contracts, the service contracts, the gap insurance, the paint sealant, uh, all the other garbage. Don't buy anything until you read it, understand it, and have shopping compared prices. And if you've done all that, if you need it, I, my philosophy on insurance: I don't buy insurance unless a claim would would be hurtful to me. I. Nancy and I have fire insurance on our house because if our house burned down, it would be painful to us to have to buy a new house. Mm. But uh, when I have deductible on a car, I, I don't have $50 deductible or $500 deductible. I have a high deductible because it's not going to be painful to have to pay $1,000. Well, I'm not going to enjoy it, but it's not going to be a challenge to me. So. It's a complicated thing. Best thing to do is, when in doubt, don't buy it. There you go. Because you can always, uh, th there are, you can always buy it after the fact. And oh, exactly. So, and and the, if they tell you you have to buy it today, or you can't buy it, they're lying to you. Yeah, the, the problem is, okay, when most people are buying a car, th they spend weeks or months researching the car, and at least educated consumers, our listeners do this, and before they make a decision, and the same effort is not made into figuring out what they're going to try and sell you uh, in the box. So uh, do that research ahead of time or know that you have a little bit more time. You can buy it after the fact and you don't have to buy it from the dealer, yeah. um, but you, you'll have the opportunity to compare prices. 
like gap insurance, uh, the, the anonymous commenters mentioned, Earl says don't buy it there, and that's because you can buy gap insurance from your, your car insurance. You can buy gap insurance from Geico and Progressive and all that. You don't have the dealership. Now, that's not to say not all dealerships don't have um, competitively priced insurance products, but you need to be able to compare them before you make a decision. Um, next anonymous feedback. What is the difference between a station wagon and an SUV? Uh, do any manufacturers still make station wagons anymore? Why did they die out? Well, a uh, SUV is just a tall station wagon. And, uh, <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> probably. Yeah, it. Really? But, but there are still uh, manufacturers that are making them. Uh, Subaru Outback is a station wagon. The Mercedes still makes a few wagons. Volvo, uh, I can't remember the, the model, but the Volvo makes station wagons. XT90. XT90. And then um, and if you want, I know there's, um, there's a couple of Porsches that I think you wouldn't be out of line by calling, calling uh, their cars a... Uh, station wagons i don't know if it's the macau or something like that but they're still out there um but i still remember uh as a kid in the 70s riding around in the back of a station wagon definitely a pontiac in the rear facing seat in the back without seat belts yep. and i cannot believe that was ever actually a thing honestly <laughs> yeah. hey okay. uh, l let me uh, jump in here i, I got a text uh, directly to my iphone tim pagel p-a-g-e-l said he's been trying to call into the show and was unable to. I'm sorry, I don't know what the problem was. And uh, Tim gave me, uh, if you're listening, I have your cell phone number. We're running short on time now. Uh, he had a question about maintenance. I will call him after the show and answer his question and we'll ask the control room if there was a problem with the phones. Anybody else having a problem calling in, uh, please let us know. You can text us uh, at 772 Four nine seven six five three zero seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. If you're having trouble calling the show, or this just might have been a fluke. Yeah, and and also let me mention that at uh, a certain time our calls are cut off. It is just about nine thirty seven right now. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. And uh, that possibly uh, could have happened. So. Yeah. Uh, your call is very important, and uh, I'm real glad that you text Earl. He'll get right back to you. Okay. I think we're ready for the mystery shopping I think you're Yeah, right. we're yeah, pretty man. close to the mystery shopping report, but I'm going to mention, uh, you know, just uh, just one more time, earlsvigilantes.com. That is the website where you can join our team, earlsvigilantes.com, and you can help everybody in your community. Uh, we're tired of this dishonesty, uh, the dishonesty among dealers. So earlsvigilantes.com. Now we're going to go to our mystery shopping report, which is uh, Infinity of Stewart. Yes. Uh, we've had multiple requests from listeners for a mystery shop of Infinity of Stewart this week. We oblige. And it was a text earlier about this issue. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the reason we went back, because we were asked to do it. We were reminded the last time we tried the mystery shop, Infinity of Stewart, Agent Thunder was identified by employees there and he was run out of the store. Well, not literally, he was politely but firmly asked to leave because they knew he was our undercover agent. Of course, we had to abort the mission and Thunder moved on to a secondary target. Please accept our apologies for not going back sooner. Earl Student Cars typically conducts mystery shops on non-luxury dealerships. We do this because luxury brands represent a lower share of car sales in most markets. And we try to advise the broadest uh, group of consumers that we can. We can help more people by shopping a Ford dealer because Ford's market share is about 14% of all manufacturers 
contrasted to BMW, 1.8%. Just a minuscule amount of people buy BMW compared to Ford. And therefore, uh, Infiniti, uh, the one we're talking about, 0.9%. Uh, not too many people buying Infinities out there. And, uh, but we should address it. In South Florida, luxury brands command a larger share than a lot of markets, and they do nationally in our area. Our listeners are much more likely to own a Lexus or a Mercedes than an audience in, say, Daytona or Ocala. So we, we, we'd be doing our listeners a disservice if we didn't include luxury dealers at all. Our mystery shopping target, that's what we did. We got a luxury dealer for you. We have to acknowledge it's a bit more difficult to investigate a luxury brand. These types of dealerships normally keep a low profile and they're not really known for outrageous sales practices or marketing gimmicks. But the expectations for luxury dealerships is that they will provide a superior customer experience and offer higher amenities to their sales and uh, service customers. This brings us back to Infinity of Stewart uh, with Agent Lightning, our female, uh, relatively new, uh, been with us for, what, three months? Yeah, since yeah. August. Uh, we're finally able to return to the scene of the crime where Agent Thunder had his cover blown. Agent Lightning continued this week with the same approach, and she's done this for three or four months or weeks now. Just goes in like you would. Well, you shouldn't do it, but you do. Uh, the average person just goes in with no prep, no agenda, go in and say, I want to buy a car. So here's the report. Speaking in the first person as if I were Agent Lightning, I entered the showroom of Infinity of Stewart around 11 a.m., approached the receptionist at a large desk. The receptionist was not wearing a mask. Shame, shame, shame. Nor did she have a plastic barrier sneeze guard that are very common. I mean, it's kind of shocking. And this is Martin County that don't require uh, masks or shields, they recommend it. And uh, it just makes me sad when I see this. Uh, there was a gallon of uh, hand sanitizer on the desk, but uh, no mask on the receptionist. Uh, the receptionist called over to a salesman named Bill. Uh, thank heavens, Bill did wear a mask. I told him what I was looking for a new 2020 QX60, a midsize SUV, preferably white. Bill acknowledged this, said, uh, led me to his office. Uh, at his desk, he advised me that the inventory of 2020 models was limited. However, he assured me there was not much of a price difference between the 2020s and 2021s. I thought that peculiar, uh, but uh, that's what he said. He went on to say that his manager would be more apt to give me a better deal on a 2020 model, especially if it were a lease. And I, I don't quite understand that either because uh, the lease, the residual on a last year model would be much lower. No, I think it makes sense. It's because if they have any enhanced uh, programs, like that with the Toyotas right oh, now, yeah. there's a better yeah. lease in the 2020s. True, true. Uh, but leasing or buying, uh, the Earl Stewart recommendation is always go with the latest model. If you have to pay more money, still pay more money. But if you're leasing, you don't have to worry about the resale value. Yeah, exactly. But you want to worry about the lease payment. Yeah. So that's uh, comparing. You'll have to pay a little bit more for 2021 than a 2020 per month, but it's a better value for you. Hey, you get a new car, uh, not a year old. I told Bill that I was only interested in purchasing. I said I would buy today if my significant other, and I agreed with the numbers. He said, okay, let's get to work. Bill uh, searches inventory on his computer, showed me a 2020 QX60. You know, we talked earlier on the show about names. I hate these names. What the hell is a QX? Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, a QX60. I mean, first of all, only 9% of the market is sold to infinity buyers, and a QX60, nobody knows. That's why they're only selling 0.9%. Yeah, exactly. Uh, MSRP was 49025 dollars He asked me for my driver's license and phone number. I provided both. Then he asked me to meet him outside. He'd pull the vehicle around up front. Bill pulled the QX60 up to the front of the dealership, opt out. He asked me what I currently drove and whether I planned to trade it in. I pointed to my Honda parked nearby and said I was keeping it. Before we left for the test drive, Bill told me he wanted to be honest with me and said he'd only been selling Infinities for about a month and not quite up to speed on product knowledge. He promised that he would find the right answer for me if there was something he didn't know about the vehicle. Now this could not have been a ploy. Uh, it's a really smart thing to say that you're new on the job, you get the sympathy of the customer, and they feel sorry for you, and you develop a rapport. It, or it could be absolutely true. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. But be aware, some people have been new on the job for years because it elicits a sympathy. That's what my old sales managers used to tell me. Yeah. You're, you're brand new for the first couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Until they come back and buy a car from you again. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it worked on Agent Lightning, to be honest with you. I think she believed him. And uh, if you listen to the report, you'll see that she still could be true. She felt warm and fuzzy about. Yeah. He'd be honest with me. Yeah. Poor guy. He's nervous. I'll be nice to him. Maybe I'll buy a car. Only I don't know. On the test drive, Bill said he wasn't too familiar with the area. There he goes. He lives down in Delray. I said it was okay. We would keep making right turns until we wound up back at the dealership. And of course, we both laughed at that. I think this put him at ease, and the rest of the test drive was enjoyable. Uh, with easy conversation. Bill actually did uh, know quite a bit about the QX60. He learned fast, I guess, and I told him he was doing a good job. Back at the store, Bill showed me more features of the vehicle, opened up more about himself. He told me he drives all the way up from Delray because of the way most dealerships operate further down south. Well, let me tell you something. That's true. The dealerships further north operate that way, too, <laughs> especially in Martin County. There's just more of them down south. <laughs> right. More of them, yeah. yeah. He appreciates the way the owner and the management of Infinity of Stewart stresses being honest with customers. He said working at, his dealer at this dealership is way less stressful than any other dealership he'd worked at. That's a very good, good salesperson. That's a, a smart, good salesperson. Back at the desk, he collected my information entered it into his computer, then he left to get the numbers. When he returned, Bill explained that the 2020 model qualified for zero interest, but the price would be a little higher because there was a cash incentive for outright purchase if you don't take the zero percent. It can't be combined with a special financing rate. I asked if I could see both scenarios. Bill said, sure. Left to get me what I asked for. He was back quickly with two worksheets, one for the zero percent option and the other for the cash purchase. The 0% option showed the market value selling price, which is MSRP, $49,025. There was a $4,500 discount, which gave me an adjusted price of $44,525. Then came $669.95 in taxable fees. And you know what we say about taxable fees. They're not really fees. They are dealer profit. Bogus. So there's $669.95 in hidden fees, pretending to be real fees that are government fees, but they are not. And, but wait, there's more. Here's another taxable fee, but they call this one a dock fee. So he really had, let's say, around 
was at about $1,600 in hidden fees mm -hmm. that are really dealer profit. And I say that with animosity and scorn, but everybody does it, folks. Uh, uh, it's just the way it is. I mean, you can't find a car dealership. Well, it's pretty hard to find a car dealership anywhere in Florida without these hidden fees. And next came the sales tax and the $252.20 in non-tax fee. Now, legit. when there's no tax on it, that's legit. It's a government fee. Out-the-door price, 49161 The cash option had the same market value selling price, but the discount was 7500 Another, what, uh, $3,000? Yep. Yeah, another $3,000 because you didn't take the 0% financing. My adjusted price was 41525 same fees were added, out the door, 45970 59 I said I needed to review with my significant other before making a final decision. Uh, Bill told me to take my time. He said it was early in the month. That's refreshing. Take your time. Not, you know, you got to buy it today. Not uh, the prices are going up at the end of the month. Take your time. Class. That's class. And that's honesty and that's transparency. Um, he said it was early in the month, the incentives weren't going away anytime soon, and may even stay the same through the end of the year, and maybe get better. Honesty, love it. I thank him for such a good experience. I told him I believed he would do very well there. And here's the epilogue. Wow, this was the easiest and most pleasant mystery shop in a long time. It was a pleasure for Agent Lightning and for the whole team. We checked the prices against TrueCar to gauge how good a deal Bill offered. Infinity of Coconut Creek, was a true car dealer, sent us a price, inclusive of dealer fees and added equipment, 40085 about $600 less than the Infinity of Stewart deal. Now, that's not a lot of money, folks. I mean, uh, I would go, if I were shopping, uh, I'd go back to Infinity of Stewart and say, look, I'd rather not drive to Coconut Creek, but I can buy the car for 40885 bucks, that's $600 less. If you meet that, I'll buy the car for you. And they would meet it. I, I can almost guarantee that. So that's the value of true car. It gives you a measurement, a tool to find out if you're getting slam dunked or you have a pretty decent price. We got a pretty decent, decent price at Fendi of Stewart, but it could be $600 less. Yeah. And true car proved that. So there we are. Uh, we need to vote on that. And uh, we'll go around the table. Any votes coming in to anybody? Uh? Uh, I have one from Linda, who's usually a pretty brutal, but she gives Infinity of Store a C uh, and an F for the lady who is not wearing a mask. I think that's, that's, that's fair. Um, I am inclined to give them a high score because it was easy and um, appeared to be pretty transparent. Um, but I can't give. I know we're great on the curve. It's just my personal policy. Nobody gets an A if you yeah. have all those fees. Yeah. So I give them a B plus. B plus. Okay. Yeah. I've got Andrew with a B plus and Tim with a B minus, saying a receptionist with no mask sets a bad tone. Yeah. And I'm going to agree with the B minus because of the fees and no no mask. Um, you know, I know uh, Mario Morgado and. Uh, I think he might still own it. I'm not sure. He used to own Infinity of Stewart, but he may have sold it. And uh, I can just say he's an honest guy, and uh, he would uh, he would be very upset about the receptionist not wearing a mask. In fact, I think that if anyone's listening there, I think the next time 
someone goes in there, my guess would be she would be wearing a mask. Uh, Mrs. Sunrise, Nancy Stewart, what are your score? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm going to give them a C. And uh, boy, how refreshing it was to hear Bill say, take your time. You don't have to buy right now. Yeah. I, I'm going to give them a B plus. Uh, uh, that, uh, I felt warm and fuzzy about everything. I, uh, they didn't pressure her to, to buy today. Uh, they, uh, they were uh, uh, honest, honest, about, honest about all the time that she had. I mean, she's, yeah. he said he gave her to the end of the year. Yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. That's and, very unusual. Yeah. I mean, yeah. compare it with the Wallace dealership we did where when, she went, when, the, when Agent uh, Lightning was, got ready to leave, they dropped the price $5,000. Yeah. And uh, they were going to let her go out with a price because they felt it was a fair price. Yeah. You, don't, you don't let a customer walk with a price when you know they can beat it anywhere. Yeah. So that tells you it was a good price in his mind. And uh, yeah. I, I give him a B plus. I'm going to retract my my vote, and I'm going to give uh, Bill a B, uh, but overall a C for the ones who weren't wearing a mask yeah. and some other details that we don't need to get into. A couple more grades coming in. Uh, Mark, who's one of our vigilante, gives them a B minus, minus, minus. And then Anne-Marie gives them a B minus also, but she does clarify like Nancy does, B for the salesman, but she deducted for the uh, receptionist who wasn't yeah. wearing a mask. Well, if you want to buy an Infinity, folks, you go to Infinity of Stewart yep. if you're in the area and you deal with, what was the name of the salesperson? Bill. 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 Mm -hmm. Deal with Bill. Uh, yeah. He's an honest guy. and uh, Likeable? I, 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 would, I would drive from West Palm Beach. You know, the Infinity dealer here is Schumacher, and he's a friend of mine, too. Uh, at least I like him. He might not like me, but I like Chuck. <laughs> and uh, I, I'd go down to Infinity of Stewart. I, I think... Uh, you can't beat that, and uh, we'll give Infinity of, uh, you know, West Palm Beach. We'll give them uh, Schumacher Infinity another chance. Oh, we'll yeah. shop them, but uh, I, I think Infinity of uh, Stewart just did a dynamite job. Yeah, yes, how do. nice, how refreshing. Mm -hmm. I've got Guy Larrabee with a B plus, uh, Mark Ryan with a B, Casual B, Al Shukri B minus, and Wayne with a B plus. Yeah. Okay, where are we now? We got any text laying around here? I think we got a couple of minutes to go. No, we're all caught up with uh, with text and anonymous feedback. Okay, let me let me mention something um, uh, that I mentioned earlier in the show that I think is important for the general uh, mindset as we shop now during the pandemic. Uh, I've said it before, but the dealers are making money hand over fist. Dealers are making a lot of money. The manufacturers are making a lot of money and they are charging you higher prices now. The average transaction price when you buy a new car is higher than it's been in a long time. You heard me say a few minutes ago that Toyota is making three times as much money this year as they thought they would be. Honda is making twice as much money. Uh, the dealers are not making twice as much necessarily, but they're making more money and they're charging more for vehicles. Now, what that means is you have to be even more careful when you negotiate. The average transaction price is higher. So even the true car price is going to be a little higher. Don't ever walk into a car dealership and buy from the first dealer you talk to 
you will be paying too much money for the car. You've got to get at least three prices. And during this COVID situation, the prices are high and you cannot afford to let your guard down. Please. Absolutely. All right, we had one more text that came in. Jonathan in Wellington uh, gives his first B ever, first passing grade, well, I don't say passing grade, oh. uh, to Infinity of Stewart. So it was refreshing for our listeners as well. Yeah. Uh, we haven't given my, I would say Bs, but I, I remember uh, the Bill Wallace buy your painter store, pay, pay, was it pay? In oh, Stewart. Easy pay. Easy pay, yeah, yeah. easy pay. Easy pay got a B or? They got an A. A, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've been talking about this for a while. We might want to have three lists, uh, the extraordinarily good dealers, and that would be like Easy Pay and uh, Infinity of Stewart, and, have, uh, and then have the acceptable dealers and then the don't buy from dealers. Yeah. Uh, because I, you know, it'd be nice if we could get at least one of all, every franchise on the exceptional list. Yeah. Exactly. That's a, yeah, and we can list it just by make so people can find it easier. Yeah. Um, hey, who knows? Maybe we could uh, push uh, Infinity's market share in the Treasure Coast area above 0.9 percent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, and we need to shop. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, well, we need to find uh, Mullinex. That was a Ford dealer that got a good grade. Yeah, the but one up. In, but that was the one up in Central Florida. I can't remember the town it was in. Uh, it'll come back to me, but they actually had zero dealer fees. Yeah, it, was that up around Sebring? Uh, it might be in the area. I can't remember the name of the uh, of the town. It wasn't Sebring, but uh. um, yeah, because Mullinex down here, they still say they don't dealer fees, but they do have uh, the, the, the mini dealer fees. But the one up uh, in Central Florida, it was true blue, and they got an A. Well, folks, uh, before we sign off, I'd like to mention again and nominate your favorite car dealership, the best of the best 2021 awards. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, the 2021 awards is the best of Palm Beach County. And uh, your nomination is real important. So go to www.nominatebestcardealer.com. We'll be right back here next week. I hope you can join us. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe. Thank you.